0: Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. As you can see, my brother Alex is not with me today. We have been super busy. Life has kept us busy. I've got these crazy things called jobs, which are really kind of annoying when you stop and think about it. They stop you from doing all the fun stuff that you want to do, you know, hanging out with your friends... In my case, running, playing ball, watching baseball, football, whatever, watching sports. All this work stuff, eh, just kind of gets in the way. And I know the same goes for Alex. We still manage to watch a lot of sports, amazingly. We can squeeze time in for sports no matter what. But <clears throat> it's hard to get together and coordinate schedules. Anyway, you don't need to hear that uh, boring mumbo-jumbo. The fact of the matter is, it's been a while since we've talked, about three or four weeks. And... The football season is really moving. We've got two weeks left in the football season, so I felt like it was a good time to sit down and chat a little bit about what we've seen, what we're going to see. You know, the one thing that's happened, first, before I start, let me say happy holidays to everybody. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. I hope you had a wonderful time amongst family and friends. And um, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you were good and Santa Claus brought you all kinds of stuff. I apparently was really good this year because Santa Claus brought me a bunch of stuff. So, take that for what it's worth. Obviously, Santa Claus knows who's good and who's not. So, And, uh, you know, I am good. Everyone else is evil. Not everyone else. But I am definitely good. I am one of the good guys. Anyway, back to football. Let's talk football. One of the interesting things that's happened this season. It's really been a whirlwind of a few weeks it's been crazy Um, the playoffs and and, and the impending playoffs always make it very exciting right you wonder about teams that are going to get in teams that aren't going to get in Um, you know you get towards the end of the season you got teams playing for home field advantage well a number of big changes this year have made it even more exciting which I didn't think was possible They added one team, so now instead of six, we get seven. That inevitably lets more people be a part of the conversation of potential playoff makers. Um, But the extra game has really added some drama. It's made for the season's one week longer, and it's kind of drawn out this playoff push process because even when teams were 13 games in, you still had four games to go, which is quite a bit to, you know, kind of be a mover and a shaker in terms of where you are in your division or in your conference in order to make a playoff spot. The other thing that became real interesting this year is with the addition of, of one more team making it seven per conference, uh, now you've only got one team getting a bye. In each conference, so being the best team in your conference really carries a heavy, heavy stick, right? Uh, that week off is super valuable. Uh, it lets you, you know, heal up from some nagging injuries. It gives you some rest while everyone else has to keep grinding. So it is a huge, huge advantage. The race at the top is very interesting to see who's going to get that home field advantage. Who's going to get the home field advantage route and the bye. And the race at the bottom, who's going to get in who's not, has been very, very interesting. It's much clearer in the NFC than it is in the AFC. In the NFC, you've got the Packers at 12-3. They are one game ahead of the Cowboys, Rams, and Buccaneers, uh, respective leaders of their divisions, uh, all at 11-4. So the Packers are in the driver's seat. They've got two games left. They play uh, at home against Minnesota and... um, and then the last game of the season, uh, they play against the Lions, albeit in Detroit. So they really control their own destiny, and they have a pretty good way of getting there, right? Um, they could conceivably be 14-3. and Minnesota has looked okay at best, at times good, at times terrible. Uh, at the end of the day, they seem to be a somewhat average football team. And the Lions, well, the Lions are eliminated and playing out the string. So the Packers really control their own destiny. It'll take a slip up by them, and really, you gotta you gotta think winning out for Dallas, the Rams, or the Buccaneers to uh, to be able to capture that top spot. All three of those teams uh, look to be well in control of their division, if I'm not mistaken. The Buccaneers and the Cowboys have won their division already, as have the Packers, obviously. The Rams are in a bit of a dogfight with Arizona, um, but again, they're chasing the top spot. So there is no let-up. There is no real... Um, obviously, being a wild-card as opposed to being a division winner means you play on the road the first week of the playoffs on wild-card Saturday, Sunday, wild-card weekend. But, you know, they're, they're trying to get the top spot, so... It kind of doesn't matter that they're in this dogfight. They have to go to Baltimore um, this week, um, and then they finish out the season with the 49ers. So they do not have it easy by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, it may be tough. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys as well. They host the Arizona Cardinals this week and then um, finish the season at Philadelphia, who's fighting for a playoff spot. So it's not going to be easy for any of these 11-4 teams to to win out the last two games and really put the pressure on the Packers. The Packers really look like they're in the driver's seat. Uh, Tampa Bay has a, a little bit easier. They go to... Uh, the Jets this this weekend and finish off the season at home against the Panthers, whom they just beat this past weekend in Carolina. So they have it a little bit easier. There is some pressure on the Packers from the Buccaneers, but the other two teams are really kind of fighting for their... Uh, well, the Cowboys are not. The, the Cowboys are fighting for seeding as well, but they've got it tough, tougher than the Buccaneers, certainly. It's after that that it gets dicey, and I actually... It's not exactly after that. Arizona's at 10-5. and five. They've clinched a playoff spot. Now, they could win the division and host a game on wild card weekend. Or, they, at the very worst, they're going to be a wild card. They're probably going to be a very high wild card. But they will have to go somewhere. They'll have to go face the Rams or the Buccaneers or the Cowboys. My guess is it will be either the Rams or the Buccaneers, uh, the Rams or the Cowboys, just because they've got the tougher Road to hoe at the end here. I could see the Rams splitting. I could see the Cowboys splitting these last two games. And and I think the Buccaneers are gonna win out. And I think the Packers are gonna win out. So right now I'm thinking Packers one, Buccaneers two, and then Rams and Cowboys three-four. Uh, and you know the Cardinals look pretty solid to be that top wildcard team. Uh, they could conceivably win the division, in which case they would host a, a game wildcard weekend. So they're in. Now, after that is where it gets dicey. There's two spots left, and there's six teams competing for those two spots. Now, let's start at the top of that group. San Francisco and the Eagles, both 8-7. and seven. Behind them, you have the Vikings, Falcons, and Saints at 7-8. and eight. And then, finally, still in the hunt, Technically, the Washington football team at six and nine. Now look, I hate you know I, I hate to be that guy that just talks chalk, but this one seems pretty easy to me. Philadelphia is going to get in. Philadelphia is um, playing good football. They go to Washington this weekend to play a Washington team that is banged up and really not playing good football. Uh, and then they finish the season off against the Cowboys, which is a rivalry game. But it's at home, which is a big plus for them. And the Cowboys could conceivably have nothing to play for. Them. No shot at the one seed. And then being 2, 3, or 4, of course you want to be as high as you can. But the sense of urgency won't be the same for them as it will be for the Eagles. So I think the Eagles get in. And now we're talking about that 7th spot. And this is where it gets a little a little dicey. San Francisco is in the driver's seat for that spot as well. And the scheduling gods have smiled upon them this week in that they get to host, host the Houston Texans. So, you gotta figure they can win that game. Of course, don't tell the Chargers that, who lost to the Texans this past weekend. So they've, they've got that, that game, and then they finish the season having to go to L.A. to play the Rams. I've already mentioned the Rams and what they're, they're, go- they're up against, so who knows what's going to happen there. It's going to be tough, but it looks good for them to at least go 1-1, maybe 2-0. Here's the problem. Here's the rub with the 49ers. News out of San Francisco yesterday is that Jimmy Garoppolo has a torn ligament and a fracture in his thumb. Now, whether he's going to play through that or not, that's an issue. That's a big issue for a guy who has not had the most stellar season, for a guy who has struggled a bit at times with passing accuracy, for a guy who really is on a bit of a hot seat in terms of is this the guy, is this guy going to be our quarterback going forward? So, While the Niners are in the driver's seat, they currently sit at 6, which means they hold some tiebreakers, it's not looking easy. In spite of being the 6th seed right now, firmly in the playoffs, and having to play the Texans in San Francisco this weekend, it still looks a little dicey to me for the the Niners. You go a little bit further down, you've got the Vikings, Falcons, Saints, all at 7 and 8. Look, the Saints. I I think we can, I think we can go ahead and say the Saints are not going to make it, right? The Saints um, get to play at home against Carolina this weekend. Um, before finishing out the season at Atlanta, that could be a do or die game for both of those teams. The problem is the Saints have injuries all over the place. They've got COVID issues. It's just not going well for them. We saw what they did against Miami this past Monday. It was a train wreck. The offense was a complete and total train wreck. They only have Alvin Kamara out there by himself on offense it seems like it's just not going to happen for them. I think it's going to be it's just going to be too much. That Miami loss, I think sealed their fate. You've got Atlanta at 7-8. and eight. They've got a tough road to hoe because they have to go to Buffalo this week. Not easy to play. Uh, not, a, not an easy football team to play. Not an easy place to play in December slash January. I guess it'll be January by then. It's just not going to be easy. A Buffalo team that is in a dogfight to win the AFC East. So their schedule really not favorable to them. And look, at this point in the season, as much as you look at the records and and whatnot, you really got to look at the schedule because it's who you play. I mean, San Francisco, like I mentioned, is being gifted having to play the Texans here in week 16, in week 17. But, you know, and then the Falcons have to go to, to Buffalo. You know, obviously they got the harder end of the scheduling deal. Not that the scheduling gods knew this up front, but it's going to be harder for them, and then they finish off with the Saints, who could be eliminated by that point, have nothing to play for, or could be still in it, which would be make for a very interesting game. Um, and then the other 7-8 seven, seven team that we're talking about, Minnesota, they, as I mentioned earlier, have the tall task of having to go to Green Bay and then finish out the season at home against the Bears. Now, Going to Green Bay is not going to be easy because Green Bay is obviously playing for something. So Green Bay is going to, you know, give it all they got. So it looks tough for Minnesota. Uh, And then finally you've got Washington. Uh, Look, I don't want to, I think Washington's done, for lack of a better word. I mean, they, they play the Eagles this weekend and that could be the final nail in the coffin because I'll tell you what. Philly's looking good lately. They're running the ball well. And Washington's just decimated with injuries and COVID issues and whatnot. They're fighting amongst themselves on the bench. It's not going to be pretty. Um, I think they're done this weekend. They finish off with the Giants, which if they manage to pull off a win against the Eagles, uh, would make things very, very interesting. Uh, But I just don't think it's going to happen for them. I love the way the NFL has made the last week, almost even the last two weeks, just divisional games. It makes it really, really uh, compelling from a scheduling perspective. Obviously, there are some, some games that go across conferences, you know, across divisions and even across conferences. But the last week of the season is all, <clears throat> all division games, which, you know, a lot of times you can throw records out the window with those division games because the rivalry is, is that heated. Um, let's look over at the AFC now <clears throat> for listeners of this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and on the record, apologize right now because I said the genius that, uh, that I am, I said that Kansas city looked like they were done. Um, earlier in the season, they looked, I mean, they just looked a mess. They looked uninterested. Uh, It did not look good. And now, as we enter the last two weeks of the season, we find that they sit atop (laughs) the AFC conference standings. So, I was a little bit wrong. Maybe just a little bit, maybe that much. I was off a little. Not only are they uh, atop the division, they are in the driver's seat. They sit uh, very pretty atop the AFC uh, they have a one-game advantage over Tennessee, so they are at uh, at 11-4. and four. Um, And, you know, in the driver's seat to get that bye throughout the playoffs. Uh, they have <clears throat> the Bengals at Cincinnati this week, which will not be easy. And, um, and then they finish off at Denver against the Broncos, a Broncos team that is in... You know, at the very tail end of the teams that are still eligible to make the playoffs, so they they may not they may not be in the playoff hunt anymore by the time uh, that game rolls around. Now, the game against Cincinnati is not going to be easy. Um, they should beat the Bengals, uh, but remember they lost earlier in the year to Tennessee, so um, they need to. Win the AFC outright in order to get that by. Otherwise, if they tie with Tennessee, Tennessee would get that tiebreaker. Now, Tennessee does not have it easy. Uh, they're still fighting to win their division because Indianapolis, Tennessee is at ten and five. Indianapolis at nine and six, nipping on their heels. And Tennessee is another team that has just been absolutely destroyed by injuries. They lost Derrick Henry for the year earlier in the season. Um, but the injuries just keep mounting uh they finally got brown back this past week but again they have it seems like they have half of their offense on IR and it is um uh, it's been tough and the covid issue right has <clears throat> some of these teams have just gotten destroyed with covid baltimore's one of them uh tennessee's another one uh washington has you know half of their team on on the covid list i mean it's just It's rough. And um, Tennessee this week hosts Miami. And then they finish off the season going down to Houston to play the Texans. So, if they can get through this Miami game and get a win, they're positioning themselves well to win the division and possibly, depending on what happens with Kansas City um, this week, they are, you know, they're positioning themselves to win to not just win their division, but be the number one team in the AFC for that bye week. Um, <clears throat> like I said, nipping at their heels are the Indianapolis Colts. To me, the Indianapolis Colts are probably the most underrated team in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> they uh, they can run the football and really control the game offensively. Um, for, Taylor's having an incredible season and... They are offensively extremely good. Defensively, they're a good football team. They control both sides of the line of scrimmage. And they look great. Now, as I say that, here we go, right? The, the dreaded COVID. Come to find out today, Carson Wentz will not play um, in this weekend's game against the Raiders at home. Because he is on the COVID list. Uh, Now, they finish off the season in Jacksonville against the Jaguars, so you would think that that's going to be a win for Indianapolis. But now this this Las Vegas game has become much more difficult without Carson Wentz behind the wheel. I still think they can get it done. They're that good of a football team when it comes to running the football. I think they can do it. Um, Vegas is obviously, they're playing for their playoff lives. They're one of those... One of the many 8 and 7 teams down there trying trying to get in as a wild card. They're not going to win their division, obviously, because they're in the division with the Chiefs. So they have everything to play for. But, Indianapolis is just too good. Indianapolis wins this weekend. Indianapolis wins both of their games. And they're going to make the playoffs either as a wild card or as a division winner. But they're definitely making the playoffs. And then... Uh, you look at a couple of other nine and six teams well there's one that's real simple right the AFC East you've got the bills and the Patriots tied atop the AFC East at nine and six the bills have the tiebreaker right now uh, but that could change uh, as as the uh, last two weeks play out um Buffalo gets to host Atlanta this week uh, New England gets to host Jacksonville Two very winnable games for both of those teams. Buffalo then goes and plays the Jets in the last week of the season, while uh, New England gets to finish off the season against the Dolphins. So, when it comes to the schedule, big, big, big advantage to the Buffalo Bills. Sure, New England's got it easy this week with the Jaguars, but... Miami is in a dogfight to get into the playoffs. There Again, they're one of those many 8-7 and seven teams. And they're playing well. Yeah, are they beating up on bad teams like the Jets sometimes? Sure. Did they get a bit of a gift by having half of New Orleans be on the COVID list this week when they had to go to New Orleans and play them? Yeah, sure. But the fact of the matter is, they're winning the football games that, are, that they have to play. They're winning the games on their schedule. So, while... Not in an impressive list of teams that they've beaten. The fact of the matter is, they've beaten them. This is a team that started 1-7. and seven And now has ripped off 7 straight. And if I'm not mistaken, probably in the driver's seat for one of those playoff spots. Now, the, the the end of the season here is not easy for them. They have to go to Tennessee. And they have to play the Patriots. So it's not easy. But remember this. Early, 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 early in the season. The Dolphins beat the Patriots in New England. So, do not sleep on the Dolphins. Um, I'm sure you have, over the last seven weeks, thought, "Eh, yeah, ho-hum, the Dolphins. But they're playing good football. And, most importantly, they're staying healthy, right? So, they're playing the games, they're playing the teams that are put in front of them, and they're winning those football games. Flores has done an excellent job with that team. Tua looks like he's maturing into the role of leader, into the role of an NFL quarterback. And you can't sleep on them. They've beaten the Patriots once. They could beat them again. It can happen. <clears throat> Obviously, I think Buffalo and New England both get in. I think Buffalo has certainly is in the driver's seat when it comes to winning that division. But New England will get in as well. Um, and then... Let's look at the AFC North. Um, the Bengals lead that division at 9-6. and six. You've got the Ravens, who... The most impressive 8-7 and seven record this year out of all the teams that are 8-7 are the Ravens. Because they have... The, in, the injury list for the Ravens is probably longer than their roster list. Their, their list of inactives is probably longer than their list of actives. Hyperbole, I'm sure. But, I'm telling you, there's a the, the injury list is ridiculous. The COVID list on that team is ridiculous. They, I mean, it, it's a wonder that they've won eight games this season. It really is. It's amazing. I mean, when you stop and think about it, and, you know, there have been games where John Harbaugh just made kind of a silly decision in one of them and kind of gave a game away and I mean, it. You know, it's it's amazing that they're eight and seven. It really is amazing that they're eight and seven. Um, they're still in it. Pittsburgh is seven, seven and one, and then the Browns are seven and eight. It's the only division without a team having been eliminated. Well, no, I guess the AFC West technically has a team that has not been eliminated. Well, the AFC North is the only division where no team has been eliminated and nothing has been solved. All four of those teams can win the division. All four of those teams can be a wild card. And all four of those teams can miss the playoffs. That is a competitive balance right there. The Bengals look great. And let me tell you something. Joe Burrow is looking every bit the part of an elite NFL quarterback. I really like what I see in that guy. He, um, he moves around in the pocket well. He reads defense as well. He's very calm, very cool, very collected. He does not get rattled by the pressure. He seems to really be shaping up to be an elite NFL quarterback. I realize he's got a ways to go. I get it. He's not there yet. But is he on his way? Absolutely. Uh, The Bengals host the Chiefs this weekend. Which should be uh, an incredibly interesting game for them, and then they finish out the season with the Browns. Look here in the AFC North, the schedule means everything, right? Because they're going to have to play each other, so so everyone kind of controls their own destiny. Um, the Browns, uh, <clears throat> the Browns play on Monday night at Pittsburgh, and then they play Cincinnati at home. So. Look, they could very easily win both of those games. Well, not very easily, but they could win those both both of those games. Be nine and eight, and maybe even win the division at that point. Right? Uh, obviously, some stuff would have to shake out for them. Um, but everyone controls their own destiny. Cleveland has looked very up and down this year. Um, some of it has been COVID. Some of it is just the inconsistency of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. I just don't know if he's going to be consistent enough to be that guy. You know, that guy. The guy that takes you to the promised land. And I don't know that I trust him come these last two games of the season. Especially in the case of Cincinnati, who uh, you know will obviously have everything to play for. Pittsburgh is a different story in and of itself, right? Pittsburgh... Is seven seven and one? That that tie with the Lions is is funky. It's gonna mess something up. <laughs> it's not gonna make it real easy to figure this out. Um, they play the Browns this weekend at home, and then they have to go to Baltimore for uh, inevitably a tough game with the Ravens. Um, that's not gonna be easy. <clears throat> um, so. Pittsburgh's another team I don't trust. You know, Big Ben is obviously on the downside of his of his career. He doesn't he just doesn't have um, the physical capabilities that he used to have. He doesn't, you know, he he was never very mobile. Uh, he you know, he comes down easily. Before he was a truck. He couldn't bring him down, but now, you know, sacking Big Ben's not that hard to do. He's just uh, you know, he's struggling to be um, to be a a high caliber NFL quarterback at this point, um, obviously he has been for very many years, but he doesn't. You know, he's just not that guy anymore. And Pittsburgh, as a team, uh, is just not good enough to overcome that. I wonder if uh, over the course of two tough games, if he's going to be able to, uh, you know, really, really, uh, really. Do what he needs to do for this team to advance. They have to go two and zero at seven seven and one. They pretty much have to go two and zero. I don't know that he can do it. Um, Baltimore, obviously, is the other team in that division. Uh, they've got a really they've got a tough road to hoe as well, right? They have the Rams at home and the Steelers at home, and and that is a big plus for them playing at home. However. It's not going to be easy against either one of those teams. Those Pittsburgh games are always a dogfight. And, again, they have so many injuries to overcome. They can't seem to stay off the COVID list. Uh, It's just... There's just no... There's just no easy way with them. I have... I'm not going to give you a prediction on the AFC North. I have no freaking idea. It is... Confusing as can be, um, the all of the different um, all of the different variables of who can get in and how and this that and the other thing confuses the hell out of me. And you know, and at the end of the day, Cincinnati is really the only team I have faith in. Um, the other three teams I have no faith in for a variety of reasons. Um, So I really don't know what's going to happen. I think Cincinnati makes it. But other than that, I couldn't tell you if those other three are going to make it as a wild card, not make it as a wild card. I have no idea. (laughs) And that's the beauty of of the NFL. That's the beauty of it, right? Um, And even when you think you have an idea, right? Stuff happens. Look at the Chargers this past weekend against the Texans. You thought, oh, the Chargers will win that game. Nope. Um, speaking of the Chargers, let's move on to the AFC West. The Chiefs are in. We know the Chiefs and what they have to do, right? They obviously have, uh, <clears throat> you know, they've got to win out in order to keep to get that one seed and get the bye. Uh, we have a De facto elimination game on Sunday, I believe, because the Denver Broncos at seven and eight go to L.A. to play the Chargers, who are at eight and seven. I think the winner of that game is still alive. The loser of that game likely done. Uh, certainly for Denver, they'd be done because they would be seven and nine. I don't think eight and nine is going to get in this year. Um. <clears throat> So for them, it's a must-win. Another team that COVID has run rampant through them. Uh, who knows what they're, they're going to be able to do, all things considered. Um, and it really doesn't get any easier for them after they play the Chargers because then they have to play the Chiefs the last week of the season. So I'm not holding out hope for the Broncos. So back to the Chargers. The Chargers obviously have that game with Denver, uh, which is a big game. They finish off the season against the Raiders, and it is in Las Vegas. Um, the Raiders are eight and seven. The Chargers are eight and seven. The Raiders, um, the Raiders have to go to Indianapolis this week. So uh, when it comes, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say the same thing about the AFC West. Uh, that I said about the AFC North, I have no idea. I know Kansas City is going to get in. I even dare to say I think they're going to win the win the top seed. But after that, I have no idea. I don't think Denver's going to make it. It's going to come down to the Chargers and the and the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders tough game with Indianapolis this weekend. The Chargers a tough game at home against Denver. So they both have tough games, and then they have to play each other. So and they have to worry about teams in other divisions, right? Like the AFC North and the Miami Dolphins from the East and uh, they don't have to worry about it. And uh, I guess they kind of, they don't really have to worry about anyone from the South because the Colts are going to make it and the Titans are going to make it. So um, it's going to come down to, it it could very well come down to that game um, between the Chargers and, uh, and the Raiders in Las Vegas. It is a, you know, it is a an after a late afternoon game that is going to be must watch TV. I mean, even if even if you're not an AFC fan, even if you're a fan of, you know, the Packers, that game between the Chargers and the Raiders will probably have everything on the line on whether they get in or not. And it should be a lot of fun to watch and you need to cozy up to the TV that day and, and, and let's see how that all shakes out. Uh, I personally think the Chargers are going to make it, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders did. Um, like I said, the Raiders have the tougher schedule uh, this week, going to Indianapolis as opposed to the Chargers being at home against Denver, but Indianapolis doesn't have Carson Wentz. So, you know, there's so many moving pieces. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the football season. Let me tell you something. Between the expanded schedule... The expanded playoffs, the only one team gets a bye, the NFL being the most week to week league there is, and COVID, this has been the most entertaining and unpredictable uh season ever. I was I was wondering the other day, like if you picked the outcome of and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do this next year. I wish I'd done it this year. Pick the outcome of every single game before the season starts. How many would you get right? How many would you get right? Think about that. I I do a pigskin pick'em every week. Pick the winner of every game. I'm at about 60%, which quite frankly is a miracle considering the way the season's gone with injuries and COVID. I'm at 60%. If I did this before the season started... I don't, I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd make 50%. I don't think I'd even come close. I think I'd be in the 40s, low 40s. I'll be curious. I'll be curious. I think I'll try that next year. and put that on my to-do list for 2022. <clears throat> we are in the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s of the 1900s were a great time. The Roaring Twenties of the twenty uh, of the two thousands has been miserable. <laughs> we got hit with this COVID thing in March of twenty twenty, and it's still fucking here. It is amazing. We have had a miserable two years to start this decade. The Roaring Twenties. These are not the Roaring Twenties of the 1900s. These are the Roaring Twenties of the 2000s. And they are the Miserable Twenties. Maybe Miserable's pushing it. Maybe Miserable's going too far. Anyway, uh, just food for thought. Um, As always, folks, you can catch our show on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, uh, whatever podcast platform you choose. Uh, for your listening pleasure. You can find the Positive Sports Podcast. You can reach the show via email, ten at gmail.com, one zero at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of my brother, Alex, and talk basketball, football, or any other sport, uh, well, I shouldn't say any other sport. He's a big three guy, baseball, football, and basketball. And he'll occasionally dabble in some soccer, I think, especially around World Cup time. But then, you know, even then he's not... He's a big three guy. You can reach my brother on Twitter at Brooklyn One, and if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, I talk about any sport and every sport. I don't care. I love sports, all of them, all of them. I am, I'm like a fat man at a buffet, man. I love me some sports. So any sport you want to talk about, uh, or food, because I'm a big food guy too. Uh, If you guys go on my Twitter, you'll see I made some uh, superhero muffins, they're called. And look, I'm not a baker, but they were delicious. Delicious. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. But they were delicious. Trust me on that. Um, Food, sports, whatever, on Twitter, you can reach me at emontana21. That's all I have for now, folks. Hey, look, the weekend is coming up. It's not that far away. I may have another show for you before the weekend's out. Who knows? Who knows? Things change so fast in the NFL. May have more to talk about. I don't know. But. Whatever you do. Stay safe out there. Stay away from the vid. Okay. Don't. Don't. Don't catch any. Don't catch any COVID. I hear that's a bad thing. I don't know much about. Infectious diseases. But. Stay away from COVID. Fuck. Stay away from the flu. Don't catch any of that stuff. Don't catch anything. Screw it. Stay safe. But. As always, folks, be the positivity. Ignore the negativity. Peace.